All right, we're doing it. It is just me with RR episode nine today. Welcome back, everyone. It's another week of whatever this actually is. It's another week of this song. Please, someone, if you have a guess, I'm still waiting for the correct answer here. The name of this song, the artist of this song, you can win that half hour chat with me if you get it right. And in case someone doesn't get it right, I'm developing a plan for a way that we can still foster a half hour chat of sorts. This might not be exactly what you think it was going to be or will be or whatever the case is. Anyway, email me at justmewithrr at gmail.com if you think you know the name of this song. Keep the guesses coming, people. Keep them coming. We're not, we're not there yet. But all right, with that out of the way, we have to get into not the most important thing of the day, but something we're going to use as a nice warm-up in this episode, and as we used as a nice warm-up in last episode, we'll see how long we can keep this up, folks. We're talking, of course, about Relatability Corner. Yes, Relatability Corner this week was not about socks. Relatability Corner was about vacations. In the last week or so, Lacey and I have been talking about what it is we're going to do when we go on vacation. We do technically have one planned. Who knows whether it will come to fruition or not, but whether we have a vacation on the horizon or not, the question that I asked of you, listeners and viewers and people of Twitter, was this, quote, tell me, good people, when you go on vacation, do you plan out the day by day or do you let come what may? The idea is this, do you plan every moment of your vacation or do you just kind of go with the flow? And the results here for everyone are, not quite as overwhelming as they were last week, with one side being uh, people who don't wear socks to bed and the other side being those who do. Not quite as overwhelming, but still a pretty big margin. 62.5% of people say that they plan out the day-by-day -day of their vacations. 37.5% do not. I gotta say, I was a little surprised by this, but a good point was made by a couple of people mentioning, well, if you have kids, you know, you kind of want to give them something to look forward to. Good point. Not a consideration that I have to keep in mind. But we also had this from Abigail W on Twitter tweets at the Montes. We plan one activity to do a day. It means we always have something to do. If we do more, great. If we don't, still great. All right, good. Thank you, Abigail. That actually makes me realize that that's probably about what I prefer to do on a vacation. I think that I have had some tough experiences. I've had more challenging experiences going on trips with planners than I ever have going on trips with people who just kind of freewheel it. Because if you go into it with the attitude that you're going to let wash over you, whatever the case is, you only ever know what you know, and you can still have a nice time going about it. Whereas if you plan out every hour and every minute of a vacation, well, if you miss anything along the way, you're just setting yourself up for disappointment. And that happened to me in a, I don't know, fairly big way on a trip back in 2010 when I was over in Europe. We took a week away from hanging out in Spain to do a speed run of Amsterdam, Prague, and Rome. And it was a very, here is the itinerary kind of trip. I was not the driver of this itinerary, but there certainly was an itinerary. And I will say this, 
Had I freewheeled it, I would have missed out on some really neat things like taking a bike out on a windmill tour in the outskirts of Amsterdam and in the Netherlands there. In Prague, definitely would have missed out on a couple smaller little hidey holes here and there that someone had taken the time to look up. But in Rome, boy, Rome was a challenge because there are, there are things to do on literally every block and historic things to see on literally every block. And if you're only there for a couple days, three days, trying to cram them all in, yeah, you're only setting yourself up for a tough time, especially at the end of a long week of travel already. So that was kind of what put me in the camp of, all right, maybe I pick a thing or two to do, kind of like Abigail says here. You pick something, you do that, anything extra is a bonus. That's kind of what I like to do when I go on vacation anyway. Kind of unlike how I generally work with my manuscripts where I like to have a plan. So I don't know. I thought there would have been more people who were just rolling with it. You know, the folks who hang out at the beach and just want to read a book and maybe later they go hang out and uh, peer out on the dock and look for whales. I don't know. We're pretending we're on a beach vacation for this one, but Anyway, thanks everyone for being part of Relatability Corner this last week. Of course, we need a new prompt going into next week, which will actually be the last episode of April. And what is it that I want to know, listeners and viewers, what is it that I want to know for next week? Well, I would like to know this. Do you have favorites? Yes or no? How do you feel about the idea of favorites. Just let me know, do you have favorites? I am pretty sure I know how this one's going to break down. I'm very confident in how I feel about it. I don't know. Maybe I'll surprise myself after I've had a chance to hear from everyone. But the question is that, do you have favorites? And if you have thoughts on favorites, I'm not giving you any more to work with than that. If you have thoughts on favorites, email me, of course, at justmewithrr at gmail.com. Or I'm on Twitter at I am R. Campbell, or if you're a friend of mine on Facebook, message me, whatever the case is, tell me how you feel about favorites. Great. So we've got Relatability Corner here. We now have time to shift into what will be our conversation for today, our big, big line topic, right? This is actually something that came up in conversation last week when my wife and I were out for a drive, just trying to get out of the house while also staying in a house of sorts, right? And we were thinking about this idea of what it means to become the person that you want to become. And I won't go too deep into the ins and outs of that conversation. I don't want it to be a recap of something that's already happened. I wanna tease this out live with a few new angles, because I found this to be a sort of fascinating exploration of what it means to bring things to fruition for yourself in ways that you might not actually even realize are happening until it's already happened. And I'm going to use two concrete examples at least. We'll see where they take us. And if we got time at the end, just like on vacation, we plan for one thing or two things, anything else is extra. I remember in college, the idea of having to choose a major. This is something that is foisted on you when you are even in high school, probably earlier now. I'm sorry to the younger generation who's got parents who are probably wanting you to make decisions that you don't need to be making when you're 13, that you don't need to be making when you're 17, that you struggle to make when you're 19 and beyond. But I remember going into college and thinking, okay, well, what's the thing 
that I can do that feels practical and complements my skill set and will set me up for success, whatever success is supposed to be, right? And given where I was coming from, given how I was raised, given the opportunities afforded to me in in high school, in a situation where I did have access to, in retrospect, a pretty great education, I thought, meh, well, I'm gonna apply to the business school, right? University of Wisconsin, excellent business school. If you can get into it, great. It does have, or did have, when I enrolled, some pretty high standards for enrollment. You couldn't get in as a freshman. I think you could apply starting as a sophomore and you had to meet a lot of criteria. So I basically structured my entire freshman year around this idea that I will be applying, that I will presumably get in because I had no reason to expect otherwise. Life hadn't quite punched me in the jaw as much as it needed to yet. But as I was going about that journey, I realized that I was very disappointed in not what I was learning, because there were certainly interesting things that I learned in courses like economics that I was able to carry with me to this day. But I just wasn't happy you know we have that moment where we go is this what i want to do for the rest of my life are the people that i'm sitting next to in these classes and if it's not in an academic setting it's maybe the people that you work with whatever the case is are these people the kind of people that i want to be around for the rest of my life working with in close proximity are my goals aligned with theirs is what i want out of this the same thing that they want and that was not the case that and my general disinterest in macroeconomics, I love microeconomics, but macro, I just, I could not have cared less for reasons that are still lost on me. I decided that it was time to just abandon ship on this idea of, well, I'm going to be a quote unquote business major, whatever that turns out to me. I did not, however, have an opportunity, and I shouldn't say an opportunity, I did not have anything in mind for what it was that I was going to do after that. I always figured, well, I would keep up with my Spanish classes. Sure, we'll make Spanish a major, but I wanted something more, right? And I remember at one point saying to myself, at the end of this education and in, you know, maybe 10 years, whatever the case is going to be, what do I want to be known for? Who do I want to be? And I had this cool idea where I thought, I thought it was cool anyway. I was like, I want to be the guy who knows a bunch of languages. One, just because I like the idea of that. And two, because I figured, well, that's a valuable skill set. They can teach you the business stuff later, right? I still had this sort of pseudo business oriented thing going on. And so what did I do? Well, I stuck with Spanish. I enrolled in German courses. I enrolled in Portuguese courses. I enrolled in French courses. And I also enrolled in linguistics. And linguistics, it turned out, was exactly the place that I needed to be at that time in my life because it made all of these languages more accessible. And by the time I graduated, wouldn't you know it, I was fluent in Spanish, I was fluent in Portuguese, I was conversationally fluent in German, I could read French pretty dang well and understand it pretty dang well too. And so suddenly there I was. I had become this person to some extent that I swore I would become. And then when you know it, just by existing and going through my day-to-day -day applying for jobs, it led me on, of course, a wild goose chase where we'll save the full story for another time. 
I wound up in Brazil thinking I was going to have a job or volunteer opportunity there that did not materialize. I was stuck in Brazil for three months, but I learned my, Portu my Portuguese, Portuguese got way better there. Uh, we'll get the full details of that another time, I'm sure. But I came back to the US and I just kind of existed. I was still delivering pizza. And that was, you know, frustrating for someone who thought that this would open a lot of doors. Here I am speaking three, four, however many languages it actually was. And I couldn't, I could hardly get an interview anywhere, let alone actually secure a job. And then one day someone happened to reach out to me, a company reached out to me. They were looking for someone who spoke Spanish and Portuguese. And exactly what I had thought years earlier would happen to some extent happened. I learned these skills, I showed up somewhere, they taught me the skills I needed to do that job, and suddenly I had become this person that I thought it would be cool to become, at least to some extent. Right. It definitely took years to get there. There were a lot of steps in between. To this day, I am not quite as in practice with my German or with my French, not necessarily with my Portuguese or Spanish either, but I used those. I ended up using Portuguese and Spanish in particular in my day-to-day, -day, my nine-to-five for years after college, right? And I still keep up with Portuguese once in a while, speaking with friends down in Brazil, whatever the case is. So I'm still kind of that person. But as that has faded and that kind of slipped away from the forefront of my outward-facing identity, who I probably am to people who just meet me casually and learn this, that, or whatever about me as I learn about them, I only realized recently that I've also become another person that I thought years ago was someone I really looked up to. And that was in a writer's critique group that I was part of in probably 2013 or 2014. It was just three people in this group. It was an old friend from college and someone that she knew as an acquaintance through where she worked. And this individual that she brought into our small group of three people was the kind of person who fairly he's a young guy he had a couple of business he was running he was also a life coach he did anything and everything under the sun he was a person who got to wear a lot of hats and he had a pretty good setup going on and i thought wow here's a guy who I believe at the time he owned a restaurant went on to own a not a winery but you know a wine shop uh, he was still a life coach he was doing teaching yoga all that jazz and I thought, wow, it'd be really cool to do that. Good for him, that's exciting. I'm gonna keep delivering pizza and who knows what's gonna happen with my life. And then last week in this conversation with Lacey, I suddenly realized I, I'm an author, I guess. I have, I have published books out. I have a, a podcast network about writing. I do this show. My wife and I are starting a business together. Shh, don't tell anyone yet. That's supposed to be a secret. I won't give you the details. We gotta wait a few more months. But the point is this, right? Between all of that, between teaching as an independent contractor through the university that I graduated from, almost in the blink of an eye, I became the person that I looked up to and a person that I thought it would be really interesting to embody some of those traits of. And again, none of that happened overnight. There were a million tiny steps and a million words written along the way in the wee hours of the morning and on lunches and in 
the afternoon and whenever it was over the years. And there was a moment where I just sat down with a microphone and a friend and we each had a beer and we started recording a podcast and I sent one email to someone who I admired at the university and who had always been there for me and just made myself available saying, hey, I know you're familiar with my work. I know that we have had a chance to connect. I'm really grateful for the doors you've opened to me. If you ever need any help at the UW, if there are courses you're looking to teach this, that, whatever, I'd be so grateful for the opportunity. And then those opportunities came, right? And they all came because of small, brave decisions that were made along the way and small, deliberate decisions that were made along the way, even if I didn't have an idea of what they would lead to. And that is this idea of me becoming a version of myself that I'm significantly more contented with than the individual I was in college, certainly than the individual I was in high school, than the individual I even was in the years after college. And that is really interesting to reflect on for me. And there is the other side of the coin here where we have to talk about the shortcomings along the way. There's a side of this coin where we have to talk about how as we were going through the process of becoming this person, there are individuals out there who didn't get to experience that, but they saw instead the stages of the caterpillar transforming to the butterfly, which was probably very confusing and rather ugly and challenging as that caterpillar tries to decide exactly what it is it's going to turn into, even if it was in some ways destined to become the butterfly, whether it wanted to or not. I don't know. We're getting too far deep. We're getting too deep into this metaphor, but I guess what I want to encourage everyone out there to do, if you can, today, this week, do it in a fleeting moment. It doesn't have to be so deliberate because again, sometimes these things just happen if we make the smaller decisions along the way, but think about what would it be really cool to do if you could become the person who is doing that cool thing? I don't mean cool like you need the approval of others. I mean, what would be really neat for you? What would make you the most happy with yourself? And then think about that. Just make one decision that's going to get you closer to it. That's all you got to do. Make the one decision that gets you closer to it. Pick the one thing you're going to do on your vacation, right? This isn't a vacation. This is real life. But pick that one thing. And it doesn't mean that in a month... It doesn't mean that in two months or in half a year or a year from now, you're going to be in the place that you envision as this cool thing to do, as this cool person that you hope to become, as this realized individual that you dream of being one day. But it does mean that you might be on that journey. You might have taken the first step. And God, I want to go so hard into the cliche of every journey starts with a step, but come on, we got to do better than that. So think of it this way. This isn't about taking steps. It's about building yourself to cocoon in which you can, over time, transform and one day emerge ready to flourish. That feels like a nice place to leave this one, doesn't it? Make that decision for yourself today. Ask yourself those questions and do the one thing that you think you can do right now to get yourself closer to being the person that you wanna be. I did somehow a couple of times not really on purpose, but breaking it down in retrospect has certainly helped understand how we can get there. And I'm gonna keep trying to do that. I know what it is that I'm looking to do in the next couple of years. 
taking one day at a time kind of situation and just doing the things within my control. What else are you gonna do? So today you're the caterpillar, become the butterfly. God, I just sound like such a, such a guy. Ugh. But hey, that doesn't mean I don't believe it, right? So we'll leave it there. We're hitting that 20 minute mark. And I feel like we covered the two things we said we were gonna cover. We didn't really get the bonus, which is fine. So we can't be upset because we got the things that we were looking to get, right? Thank you, Abigail, for giving us a great metaphor to work with for this episode. Really appreciate that. And I appreciate everyone who participated in that relatability corner over on Twitter. Again, we'll have a new one going up this week. And otherwise, hey, next episode, April 30th. Hope to see you here for it. In the meantime, you can still try to guess this tune by emailing me at justme with rr at gmail.com. And as always, Patreon, it exists. It is out there. Patreon.com slash justme with rr for some additional exclusive content. I do need to do an Instagram live again soon. Maybe I'll do one this afternoon. That won't help you by the time this episode airs, but it'll be something for people who are around today anyway. And then that'll go behind the uh, good old Patreon wall. And if you want to come hang out, catch a replay of that, you know what to do, patreon.com slash justmewithrr. Otherwise, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter as I am RR Campbell at the facebook.com slash I am RR Campbell. You can find me there as well and visit rrcampbellwrites.com for my bookish things and all that jazz. Let me know that maybe I shouldn't be so hard on myself for falling into the old uh, cliches about every journey beginning with one step. I feel like I need that emblazoned on the wall over here or something like that, just to really lean into it if we're going to do this, but hey. Thank you, as always, for joining me for another episode of Just Me with RR. We will be back next week, like I said, with another one for you, and in the interim, as always, go forth and live unscripted, unedited, and unafraid.